And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World, here with my sidekick, David Malave. Um, today is uh, Wednesday, the motherfucking 16th of October, and we are late uploading this, so my apologies. But before we start this episode, the title of this shit is called, Dave, what's it called? He's drinking his kombucha. I put him on the spot. Boom, boom, boom. What camera should I buy? What camera should I buy? A common question I'm asked almost 50 times a day. So let's get to the intro right now and then jump into it. Welcome to the morning roast, a place where you will get the most info from a deep dive into the topics that really need life with your host, Ben and Dave, coming to you live today. Your cup of dough and take some fucking notes, you bitch. Welcome back to the podcast. Dave is fun to do this with. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think got shot in the intro? If you watch this shit on YouTube, who do you think shot who first? I think I definitely won that shit. Bullshit. You see that 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 face after I shot? That shit was fire. If you're listening to this on audio and you don't know what we're talking about, there's a beautiful video that goes along with the amazing intro song that you hear every week. And uh, The VFX is next level, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah, the VFX is next level. We left the green screen in the shit on purpose because we thought it was funny, and now I kind of wish we would have took it out. Um, all right. So anyway... Welcome back to the podcast, Morning Roast. If you don't know what Morning Roast is, it's where we deep dive into different topics. Uh, basically, shit that we see asked in our uh, creative community, we dive into that. Um, if you're not part of the creative community, you can join at bwnc.com slash join. If you want to join the um, the Patreon community, you can do that as well. If you feel like financially supporting Black Window Cream, what we're doing over here, you can do that at patreon.com slash Black Window Cream. Tight. All right. What camera, what's the shit called? What camera should I buy? What camera should I buy? Uh, a question that I swear I am asked. I don't know how many times I've been asked. It'd be cool if I could keyword search that shit on my Instagram alone and just, I, it's got to be over 5,000 times. I guarantee you I've been asked that shit. I feel like you could. Easily. In oh, you mean DM do it? search, you could search camera. Yeah, probably. maybe. But uh, the last one I got, it was from uh, some chick. I. I don't remember her name, but I screenshotted the question. It was just like, hi, what camera would you recommend for someone who is just starting out in photography? Um, I feel like at this point, this is a morning roast we should have done a while ago because so many people ask it and don't really let me know much about them or what they do or how they're going to use it or why they need it, if it's for photo, video, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is this question, she at least um told me like what part of someone who's just getting started out in photography at, at least there's something there but at the, there's also the question that i always have to follow up and ask if i'm going to take the time out of my day to answer this shit and it is how much money do you want to spend because some people will come to me and be like hey i want to get into uh photo video stuff what camera should i buy i have 300 bucks and i'm like oh shit and i don't I don't know why just because I shoot shit it's maybe kind of leaned on that I'm just like an expert in all things that are cameras and know from the the lowest of the low to the highest of the high all specs and shit I do not <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you to buy at three what would you buy at 300 bucks um a go gopro probably a gopro, GoPro here six or something yeah like the one, two two models ago right I would buy 
I think you can get the new GoPro for like 400 bucks. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't save an extra know. hundred and get the new one and then just roll with that. Right. I shot match it on the GoPro early. The GoPro, I, yeah. GoPro takes fire photos. Right. Honestly, they're just all, but I feel like you can even punch in and not get like the super wide. I think they've even tried to fix that issue with the, uh, the like the bulging effect. Or yeah, I think that bulging has gone. Yeah. I, I went on trips and took insane photos with the GoPro just like. Yeah, I would take it. I took the GoPro with me to, uh, what was that fucking place? Not by the, bah- it's like in the, near the Bahamas. I don't know, but shit was tight as fuck. Yeah. You get the fucking GoPro selfie with the chopper yeah, or yeah. whatever in the background, <laughs> you look like a legend. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I guess that was a great thing that you could start suggesting. But I think that what I kind of wanted to use this for was anyone that is curious when it comes to purchasing new gear, uh, A, how to go about doing research and understanding what you need and what, what your needs are. Because for me, if I'm asked the question, it's just a blind question. What camera should I buy? I don't fucking know. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your business is. I don't know if you have a business. I don't know if you have clients. I don't know what kind of projects you're trying to capture. So I can talk about my experience when I go into buying cameras, which I feel like might help. Um, And you can as well, because you bought the 1DX, which is a big purchase, and you did it when you didn't really have clients at the time. So it's interesting to know why did you spend the bread on that at the time where you might not have had the return, but you could have seen the return in your, in your head. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people think like that yet. I think, uh, or especially people who are just getting into it. I think a lot of people understand that there's cameras out there that can capture cool shit and you can go and p- make some fire ass shit of your, on your Instagram on your next vacation. They want to know now, uh, I need to know what drone I should get. I need to, uh, everyone just has those questions. So I think the best thing you could ever do is first outline what you need it for what what are your goals right so if you're in say let's get an example i want to get into wedding shooting wedding photos what camera should i buy and if your problem is is that you only have three or four hundred dollars and you're getting a gopro the problem is most people probably aren't going to hire you to shoot a wedding if your gear that you're coming with is a gopro now you can get hired to shoot a wedding with a gopro by people who don't really give a shit and B, if you create cool looks with the GoPro, that becomes like a style of yours. So they don't even care what camera you use because they've seen the shit you've captured before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if that becomes like a specialty, like like uh, Cash, she may go out and shoot um, Cash Money. She may go out and shoot some shit with Will Smith utilizing uh, a $300, 360 camera. She doesn't need to have a fucking massive one with DSLRs that point in every direction and it costs $50,000 to use and it takes three weeks to process the shit and stitch the shit, whatever. She's able to get by using something that's very consumer affordable and make something look so cool uh, that she could shoot it in her backyard and make something look special and then have someone like Will Smith reach out to her and be like, that's so sick, Like, can you do that with me? And it's not about the product anymore, it's about what you do with the product, how you utilize the product. So if you can afford a $10,000 camera or a $300 camera, it's like how do you elevate the way you create around that? But also going about figuring out which one you wanna get is a whole nother story. So like for you, when you went and got the 1DX, what camera did you have before you got your 1DX Mark II? Because for people who don't know that can it's a Canon camera. It's uh, like six grand or something mm-hmm. for just the body. So when you went and bought the body of that camera, what did you have before that? Uh, Canon T four I. And you were renting shit in, yeah, in between, but I was, right? When I was when I was shooting, I was renting an A seven S. And I've talked about it on my podcast, but like I <clears throat> felt like it mattered. I wanted to invest in the quality of my content, even though I was limited in what I had. Mm-hmm. And so. It was worth it. There was a shop near me, and it was worth it to pay for me to pay a hundred dollars to drive, get it the same day, drive to shoot the show, come back the same night, return it, 
Right. Um, and then when it was time for me to get a real camera, cause I felt like I felt limited in that sense where it's like, if someone calls you to do a job and it's like 10 PM and it's tomorrow or if like something pops up last minute and you can't get to the rental car, rental space in time, you know? So I was like, but I cared the most about, and I feel like this is actually something that we should talk about because you say like someone wants to uh, buy a camera, right? And right. they say like, if they know they want to shoot weddings, that's great because right. then they have a, a specific goal. But I feel like the most people that want to buy a camera are just, they'll be like, what's the best camera for me? Like I want to do video, but I also want to do photo. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I want to do photo, but I also want to do some video. That's how everyone asks because right. people don't know. Right. So they're just looking for like, they don't between all the cameras they can buy. They don't know which one can cover them on like the most options. Right. Yeah. For me, when I was shooting, I, th I felt like, I felt like I, I had what it took as terms of like a photographer in the show space. Of course I cared about video more, but I was like, I feel like what's going to separate me is that I want to be, I want to be, uh, good at both. Great at both. Right. So, and when I was looking at the 1DX, I'm like, and I knew at that point I really wanted to invest. Like this is going to be a camera that's going to last. It's a, it's already future, future proof in the sense of like, it's an, it's a top of the line photo camera and the video quality is, is amazing. And it already had 4k 60. And I was like, if I'm going to get a camera that's going to last me, that's going to take me, this is an investment that is worth it. Um, That'll so elevate that, that, your content over right. the next several years. Right. And so in, in my head, I was already thinking like, cool, like I'm going to make this because, you know, camera is an investment. And mm -hmm. so you want to return on the investment, right? The idea is you buy the, you make the initial outlay, right? And the idea is that's going to allow you to have money making opportunities in the future that will make that back for you. And eventually you, you will have paid for the camera. Totally. That's how you have to think about it. Right. So um, that's how I made my decision with that. But well, well, and for example, too, like my friends, um, I have some friends that are DPs, directors and cinematographers, all they can do all different jobs. Right. And I've had friends who act as DPs who wouldn't get hired for jobs because they didn't own a red or an Alexa on typical jobs where they, those were needed to use RA cameras or whatever. And so he had to make a choice to then purchase a red so that he could stick out and say like, yo, look, I come equipped with the, with my gear because the problem is is when companies or uh, produ production companies are hiring out these DPs they're looking at like all right we could hire this DP and his rate is 10 grand for the day um, or we could hire that DP and his rate is 10 grand for the day plus we have to rent the entire camera package which is like three grand or something I'm just making up numbers but like three grand so it's gonna cost us 13k do we just go with the guy that has it for 10 grand included or do we hire this guy or girl for who has you know, we have to purchase other things to make her or him do their job. So it becomes easier just to pull the trigger and be like, well, it's just easier. They're both talented. Um, I wouldn't, you know, say this person might be better at this and this person might be better at that. But the factor comes down to we're saving money by going with this person because they have their own shit. So there's like that factor in things is that people, you may have had to say you are coming to everyone saying, I want to shoot shows, but I, sh I currently shoot with this T T3R or whatever the fuck you have. And uh, I have to rent these cameras from the store to be able to come shoot your show. So you want me to hire you to come shoot the show. And you're like, my fee is 300 bucks for the night. And I'm like, all right, cool. And you're like, uh, but I need another 150 because I have to rent the camera. And I'm just like, eh. 
like I could probably find someone else to shoot this show for like the same $300 instead of having to pay 450 to, for you to rent it. So you would probably have to eat it out of your budget at that time, right? Because you're like, I should. Yeah, it was straight out of pocket. Straight out of pocket. So like that was you playing that. But I'm saying if you were to start, if you were trying to move in that way, like, oh, I could do this, but I'm going to charge this much money. Some people may get turned off of that, where if you have it as an all-inclusive package, you could probably boost your rate and say, my rate is $500 now because I'm also, we talk about this on how to charge a client, yeah. but it's like, you can now package that and say like, well, now you have all of this together. But exactly. when someone looks at it like, well, I could probably get someone cheaper. You're like, yeah, for sure. Go get someone cheaper. That's fine. But I'm a beast at what I do. Right. You know what I mean? I'm good at, that's why you hit me up in the first place. So you have to like almost, you, you, it's like funny how gear can play a part into how you're capable of capturing yeah, it's interesting. something. It's, I, I feel like, I mean, it's probably not a perfect comparison, but it's like, you know, you go to college, right? And you get the degree and the degree puts you in, is supposed to put you in a, in a higher earning potential, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like gear, I feel like. Is yeah. you, in college, you invest, and you invest into a degree, and then the idea is you're going to make more money down the line to pay the degree right. versus someone who don't. Right. Probably not the case now, but whatever. Yeah. Cameras, kind of the same way. Like if a DP really wants to be a DP and, and invest in a red, that red now makes him a, a like a more like capable DP in terms of like when he goes on projects, he's bringing a better image, which is going to have, he's going to give him better work right. and to get paid more. So like, but this is all kind of besides the point I feel like for this conversation, cause it's totally. more so about, um, but I think the example goes hand in hand with what, you know, what gear are you going to get? That's going to help elevate you in your goals as far as a creator. Some people, you know, my dad might just want to get a new camera. He'll hit me up and say, hey, what, I want to get a camera so I can like just have it around and shoot family events and shit. It's like, all right, cool. Like, but if he were to just hit me and say, what camera should I get? I'm like, what the fuck do you need a camera for? Right. And then he's got to now explain, I need this. Well, how much money do you want to spend? My main thing is if you're going to reach out to someone before you do your research, you should at least come with all the information you possibly can pack into that one little paragraph that says, this is what I want to do. This is how much I'm working with based on your experience and all the shit you've ever had. What could you do with this or what could I do with that? You know, and then right. it makes it easier for someone to answer. But if you're considering jumping into this, like I was years ago, when I first started, I had to literally, I was online reading every single forum understanding every single spec that came with all the cameras that I could afford. And the cameras I couldn't afford, I had it on my hit list and was like, when I can make enough money off my shitty gear, I'm gonna get that camera. Right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna sell this shit and I'm gonna be able to afford that camera. The reason why I want that camera is because it's better than low light and it can uh, shoot 60 frames. And I mean, at the time it was like shooting, you know, whatever, like 120 and 7, 720p or whatever the fuck. Right. And be like, that's so sick. That would kill it for me, you know? So I had to, I had to look into why did I need this camera? What was going, why would I use that shit? I want slow motion so I can uh, shoot cinematic content and I need a Ronin. Uh, or a movie or whatever it was at the time, I need that to be able to put motion to my shit. You know what I mean? So if I'm shooting slow motion with a movie and I'm moving and moving and I'm moving, my shots are going to look cinematic as fuck and that's going to help me get more real estate gigs. Mm -hmm. That's going to help me get more commercial gigs, whatever it is, by having those tools. But you have to really sit down and kind of ask yourself a few questions. It's like, what do I want to achieve with this camera? You know, if it's wedding photography, maybe you want really, really sharp photos. How are you going to get sharp photos? Is it the camera? Is it the lens? Is it a specific lens? Like, do all lenses give you sharp images? Are they all tight and uh, cool for portraits? Or would uh, 11 millimeter not work for that? You have to learn about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I would. We had a camera store. Did you ever have? Did you have like a local camera store near you? Yeah, that's what I one I just talked about. That's where you would rent your shit from. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot. I thought you did it online. We only had one for a while. Um, Tim right. worked at that show. I was just camera exchange and it's one of those like 
it's one of those like typical uh, camera stores where like the, everyone that works there is like mad knowledgeable about every little every right. single model. So you can kind of I would even go to them when I didn't know too much and was like, so what what's the difference between if I get this this fifty millimeter prime versus like the twenty four to seven or whatever right. like early on the I can just like, go to fifty. Oh, there. so this yeah. So th- this one you know this one's a little sharper, shallow to feel like those people help, mm. but also you watch like a million YouTube videos because it's all over online. Right. But I feel like. Uh, I want to mention something because I feel like if you if it's someone asking you how we started the podcast, like what camera should I buy, right? You almost I feel like the first question you ask, of course, is how much money do you have, right. and then your in your goals if you know them. But also, do you do you feel confident in your skills, or you still are you still learning, right? right. Because I would much rather you get a T four I and buy a fifty dollar, buy a hundred dollar Canon fifty one point eight Nifty fifty, put right. it on. And you're gonna get some pretty good photos on that if you just keep learning, you know? And you yeah. really and you learn on that. And then when you feel like your skills are limited with the camera that you have, Oops. you can decide to move up. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the first thing I feel like is so many people, you know, they like need to have like, the biggest, yeah, the best the, shit. Blah, like blah, like blah. you don't you don't need uh, like if you give a beginner a five D Mark IV or a one DX for that matter, like that's not going to give them any better photos if they don't know how to take the photos. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, versus facts. like, versus like start out with, I feel like at first it's get of an affordable body, a right? low end affordable body right. that can compete and then get, and then get some solid low, like low price lenses. Like I remember I got the 51.8 and I realized when I went from the kit lens to the 51.8, I was like, Oh shit. Right. This is why this shit matters. This right. is why lenses matter. Cause the T4I photos are garbage. And then you put a 51.8 and you start thinking like, Oh, I'm a photographer. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know oh, my I mean? photos are kind of, but right. you could really go do jobs with those cameras. Right. For, like, how much is that body worth? Do you remember? The body's worth now probably like 400, 400 bucks, right? At the time it was probably like 800 or something. It's probably like six, six, seven, yeah, there's eight. Still I mean, I can't remember if it just came out. Cause that, was, like that was like the, the camera I got in high school. Those are supposed to be the cameras. There's like, like it's like when you go, I don't know much about cars, but when I started looking at cars, it's like you understand that there's a Tesla, the Model 3, and then there's like the P, and then there's like a PL, and then there's like some other numbers or letters and shit, and you're like, the fuck are the difference between this? It's all Model 3 car. What does it do? Right. Well, it upgrades specs. The internal parts get better, and as you climb that ladder, you're going to find the more advanced shit. That's why there's a one-star, there's a motel, and there's a five-star hotel. You know what I mean? Or a six, even six stars and shit. Like, right. that's there's differences between all this stuff, and what can you afford, and what do you need it for? Can you do what your goals are with the lowest of the low can you sleep in a motel yes you can you could probably get decent sleep in a motel are you gonna get the best sleep nah if you go to a five star now right. you sleep in like a fucking baby we're metaphor central out here, right here. but but you did the work to get the money to afford a five-star hotel over having to sleep in a motel you right. know what i mean like you did the work and you did the due diligence to understand why you why it was important to be in that room and how much it costs to be in that room and you can afford it because you did everything that you needed to do. So you start off, we all, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm not saying we all start off in a motel, but <laughs> but we all started with lower end gear. Like for me, when I got into it, my first camera I bought was a 70. And I worked all the time to get the money doing valet and all that shit so I could buy a 70. The reason why I got the 70 is because I had already lived with the 70 through a classmate that purchased one and we shot multiple projects on it and I saw the capability of it compared to the gear that we had in my school, compared to the gear I had in my high school. You know what I mean? Like our shit was trash compared to what this this new Canon 70 could do. There was a Mark, the Mark, uh, 5D Mark 
two, I think at the time that came out or Mark one, I don't remember if that came out at the same time. And I remember that being even more dope for the photography benefits. But to me at the time, I was like very focused on video. So when it went into it, it was like, well, what specs are gonna work out for me in the video world? Right. And luckily the 70 had some fire photos too. So I was like using that for photos, using it for video, starting to understand the difference between lenses, understand why I need to switch lenses. When I started getting into real estate, I'm like, man, I need a wide lens. I don't have anything that's wide. Exactly. What's a good wide lens? And then I'm asking my homie that shoots photography, hey, dude, what do you suggest? Like, I, I've seen you take photos. How did you capture this photo? Right. You know what I mean? I start asking specific questions like that. Like, how much does it cost you to get that? And then all of a sudden, I'm buying the lens for my friend because he wants to upgrade to another one. He has the money to pay for the $3,000 one. And I only have money to pay for the $2,000 one. You know what I mean? Right. But people will ask you those questions, and then they don't, they don't understand that there's more to it than just a Canon lens because I have a Canon camera. They don't understand that there's all kinds of glass created by all kinds of different companies that all have different uh, unique features to them that can provide you a different look. Right. So it's like you had the benefit of going to the store and talking to these nerds about cameras and getting to play with the cameras and getting to look through the lens. And I, when I went, it blew my mind, like being able to go to the store and be like, could I, I was nervous as shit but they want to sell you this shit. But I'd be like, can I, uh, could I, could I put that lens on there and just, you know, you're nervous yeah, at they're, first. They're pumped. They need to talk to people. Yeah, they're like, so fuck they, yeah, go yeah. for it. Like here, check this out. Try this, try this. Oh, if you do this, this will make this better. Oh, if, if, uh, if you're outside and it's bright, it's really bright. If you put this thing on the, te the tip of the lens, mm -hmm. it makes it so you can shoot in those settings. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Right. Now you know what an ND filter is. Then you go over and you realize that ND filters are baked into some video cameras and then that adds a feature. So it's easier to shoot in this shit. When I go to documentaries, now I know that I can use the ND baked into a, 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 a what's the camera Kavika has, whatever, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is by doing the research and understanding like what your limitations are, um, you'll be able to learn a lot before you have to ask questions. That may make you feel even more novice and you may be afraid to ask questions too, which is- I feel like another thing too is, uh when you, if you have rent like first off there are rental services there's share grid there's borrow lenses whatever right mm -hmm. to rent like at my place it was actually you know pretty relatively inexpensive but like if i'm considering getting a 5d mark 4 or a 1dx and i've never used one in my life and i'm trying to make that decision just blindly to spend that money like why not go rent the camera for a day and go test shoot it. Right. It's like test driving a car off the lot. Right. Keeping with the, the metaphor like that. Cause I feel like you may, th you, like you're reading all this stuff, but at the end of the day you want to feel it. You want to try it. Maybe you realize, Oh shit, this doesn't have a flip out screen. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Cause I hate that about the one DX. Right. Like the not having a flip out screen. That, yeah, it's trash. so, so trash. That's the only reason why I don't fuck with that camera. Yeah. Like, and you know what I mean? And I think also using it, you could be like, you know what? Maybe I don't need a one DX because a five Mark D four, five D Mark four probably or Mark three or what? Probably Mark four now is Mark is, 4. is like relatively. Mark five. I don't even know the latest Mark Mark four like Sony gang. The the <laughs> uh, the one the one D is probably like overkill for a lot of people, and especially like you realize, oh, this shit's actually really fucking heavy. Maybe I need to I go down, save that much money on the five D Mark four, and that means I can afford this lens that I need. Right. You know what I mean? Which could get you more shots, and you may use it more because it's less heavy, and now you might toss around your neck a little bit more because it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. And now you, yeah, that's funny because sometimes people think they need the best shit possible. I I, I just started out, and I don't know. I just need this. I need the I, I need the best shit. I need the Ronin X. I need like, the do, DJI. Do you do you? Because when you come into it, and you think you just need all this shit because you saw some YouTuber use it. 
then you're buying all this stuff and you're not learning how you use it and then you look like a fucking idiot because you don't know how to use your gear. You know what I mean? Like that shit happens all the fucking time. You need to learn what the shit does. Learn what it can do. Learn why having a fucking full frame versus a crop sensor will make your shit look different and what it can do to your lenses. Because all of a sudden you think you got a 50 and it turns into like a 70 and you can't figure out why. Exactly. It's or, because or you, you just you get like a vignette on your lens because you got like, a full what the frame hell? with the. Why does it shit look like a fish eye? <laughs> Motherfucker, do the research. Look into it. I've read so many forums. You're reading so much. There's so many technical nerds out there that know the insides and outsides of these cameras and they talk about it all day long. Also, when it comes to doing research, this is what I would suggest as well. The best thing you could do is look at other people that are doing things that you want to do, right? What are they using? How are they using it? I think that's the problem. I guess that's probably why I get annoyed on Instagram is that people are just like, dude, what camera do you use? And it's like, I would have done. I would have done a million things before I ever burned that bridge on it. Right. I think DM. we. I think didn't we? We've done a. We've done one in this about. We've done a morning roast about what camera do you use? We've done a morning roast about that question specifically. Oh yeah, right. I forgot because it's like remember that dude. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a direct disregard for the content. You know what I mean? Right. It's almost like like going we talked about it, it's like going up to a golfer and he hits it he hits like a hole in one and you're like what's what club is that yeah what like club is that you're I need disregarding that the skill right that it took to get the hole in one you just care about what he used which is right. irrelevant you know what i mean which i think i have even responded to people saying like my iphone or t2i or something like yeah, that yeah. like i've said it'd be like, so it doesn't doesn't fucking matter like it doesn't matter you know what i mean Yo, that's I, an, I figured out a way to take this but also if you probably scroll back five posts I put what camera I use because I usually share that knowledge. So do the research on it. I should, I mean, maybe I'd make a video, but if I'm not, who else is shooting like me that has a YouTube channel that does reviews on this shit? Or who else will talk about, if I say, oh, I have the A7, A7 III or whatever the fuck, then go research why I'm using that camera or why that camera is powerful in concert photography or why that camera is powerful to use as a BTS camera or wedding camera or whatever, like, right. or who is doing wedding videos that's doing reviews on wedding videos or, or you know what I mean? Who's doing reviews on, uh, like fast paced photography, sports photography or some right. shit. I mean, there's even, uh, you can, this goes to anything. Cause you could think like someone wants a Ronin S right. Cause they see you use Ronin S you use one to see people like, Oh, it must be amazing. Totally. But then you shoot weddings and you, you, your favorite wedding photographer, actually or videographer or whatever actually uses a glide cam because he feels like the motion's more smooth and and it kind of fits the vibe of weddings more and then he tells you that and you're like oh okay maybe i should get a glide cam right like it it works better or you get the ronin you realize it's too robotic for a wedding or whatever sure or you don't know and you never took the time to figure out how to dial in the settings to figure out if you could make it close to the glide cam if you came from a glide cam background and then you get into but it's all relative to how you use the gear and what it will do for you. How can you elevate your shit? Cause yeah, you may, may look at it and be like, is it the camera that this person's using? Or is it the, fuck, is it the lens? Is it the, what are they using? Like, why does it look better than mine? Why? I just started last month and I cannot figure out why they're better than me. Maybe it's because they've been doing this shit for five years. Maybe it's because they had less than you did and figured out how to make it look amazing. If you can figure out how to make something trash, something that's so cheap and affordable, maybe it's beat down, used, has a scratch on the lens and you still figured out a way to hustle. A great example of this is my boy Slim, Slimagination. That motherfucker had the lowest end camera, just a uh, stock lens. He's figured out how to use a fisheye lens and the way he creates with that quality of gear is sick as fuck. He just did Australia with Q and he has like a, a knockoff Zion crane 
some knockoff version of it and like a t t something i don't remember what he has why don't you talk about uh and he's able to but what i'm saying is that he's able to use low quality as low affordable because that's not his primary thing he doesn't just shoot videos he's an artist he's more focused on painting murals and doing amazing shit and just has the camera to document his shit and then people see how ill he is with the editing and the way he is able to take the footage from a to b and make it look amazing they're hiring him to shoot them now you know what i mean Right. School Q hired him to come to Australia to capture and document the shit, and he did a great job. Yeah. The qual- it might not be the crispiest video. It might not be. He might not know how to use slow motion properly or how to use the crane properly, but he's able to find ways to like twist that shit and make it look amazing. Right. So it's not about you know what I mean. Yeah, he now that he's learning from the bottom. Can you imagine what it'd be like if he started getting the proper gear? If right, he but you gotta you, you had to learn learn to use the gear first. Yeah, by starting at the bottom, right. he was able to I think make strides with when he gets to the top like yeah, it'll just no. be dumb crazy I mean, at the end of the day it's to create like like he's a creator so like if you're a creator then it doesn't matter what gear you have mm. because for example you you talked about it like uh like you even i remember you said something like you you suggested him to use his iphone for some shit because it's like yo yeah. use your, pull your iphone out totally and film like i'll even give an example like uh the video for mary that just dropped yep the it was the BET awards and something something happened and they didn't let me bring my camera in i had all my camera gear ready to shoot the whole thing because that was like the last part of the story was the big event and i couldn't bring they some they didn't get something correct and i couldn't bring my camera in and at that moment i was like i almost thought about just saying fuck it Did like we talk not, on the phone when that happened yeah because i remember i was telling you i was like, like I was, fuck dude should i just leave and go like well i was it was for me it's like though i shot all week for that video right and this is like the the finale of the, the video finale, so it's like whole... at one point is it like is it not my fault i want to shoot with my gear like right. i'm like the biggest part of the video is going to be trash without my gear and then i decided fuck it like i i've been this far like i care about this story and i literally went in there i feel like all I, over you, all over bt awards and filmed the whole shit with my iphone because your fear was you're like dude well they at first you weren't able to go you were about to can it because you couldn't get the you couldn't do anything with your bags you're like what the fuck am i gonna leave my bags and then it was like damn well it was like can't they put that shit in the green room or do something like that they didn't let me inside but right, i right the photographer couldn't get his cameras in either so yeah so drop his and shit. he luckily lived downtown so clutch so we went back to his place dropped the shit off went inside and then i was just literally filming it all with my iphone falling falling mary around all the bt awards with my iPhone, getting get, getting all the same stuff I would have gotten, but with the iPhone, mm-hmm. and then found a way to cut it. And but guess what? The iPhone is fucking amazing. The iPhone keeps getting more amazing. So is whatever shitty Android phone you have too. <laughs> but like I'm just saying, the technology in our pocket is getting so advanced. Some people ask me about that. They're like I just want to start doing this. I'm like, yo, you could use your phone to capture some amazing shit. Start f- find out how to edit photos. Start learning what programs you could use to bring your phone footage in and edit that shit to make it look amazing. Yo, it's the I same use my thing phone as- every fucking job. Like right. even if I have my cameras on my hips, there's sometimes where the phone just works better. It just works better on the fly. Or if I don't have my cameras and I'm over here and that all of a sudden some shit happens, you can document that shit. I remember we were in Copenhagen, we were, we were uh, it was that really sick like port with all this, you probably don't remember, but we were riding on bikes. Oh yeah, bikes. We were riding on bikes and we had our camera and like the the uh, the view looked amazing, but there was no really no real way to like keep your arm steady and bike and hold your A7S up to get the shot. Right. And I remember you had just got the XS or whatever and you just like held your phone up and that shit was stabilized. Stable as Super, fuck. the light was amazing. Yeah. I remember we were on tour and Raven would be t- like Raven would be taking photos on her iPhone and I, and I had an iPhone 8 at the time and I'm like how the f- like for some reason I thought her iPhone had like special powers or something because right. her photos on her iPhone looked amazing. Yeah. I was like 
but it was all about she understood how to like manipulate the exposure on the thing and then she'd take the photo and really color it like it was a real photo right and anyone any layman person looking at the thing would think it was a camera like because totally. she shot it all day but but like you all like we talked about earlier four hundred dollars for a gopro like you can get some sick content like gimbal god mm-hmm. that the, guy the whole career is based you, on the gopro everyone who follows him probably doesn't get it that he just has a gopro literally has a gopro on a stick right and he's an amazing snowboarder so right but like all that stuff is like that's the same camera that you have right now but, now can he go shoot uh the headliner at a festival and capture some right. amazing shots of an artist from a pit that's 30 40 feet away no. from no because that tool will not do that job right but can you use it to cover a lot of ground outside of that of course could you be backstage with that artist at that festival and capture some amazing bts with the gopro absolutely so it's it all comes down to how you mm. use your gear and what you have the ability to purchase where you're purchasing it why you're purchasing it just do our main tip for this shit is do the diligence of understanding what shit does <laughs> the last, last thing i'll say i think is is i think lenses are more important i mean everyone says this but just reiterate lenses are more important than the body if you have a limited budget get the affordable body and get yourself a solid lens if you can get yourself a solid lens you're gonna you're gonna go further than an expensive body and now you only have like space you know enough money to get like a the lowest lens possible and even more important uh or not more important but don't you don't need a brand new camera go find you shit you shit is everyone got into the same hobby with the same intentions as us and fucking dipped out right away when they realized how hard it was to figure out what the fucking shutter was you know what i mean so there are mad cameras sitting in a pawn shop somewhere that you can go scoop up on the low and start fucking with and start learning right now you can go buy a nice quality camera that ended up in a pawn shop for whatever reason and get that shit on the low right now. Offer up Craigslist, like eBay. Literally, people buy shit all day long used just because they're not impatient and they they don't need it overnight. And yeah. also another hack going off of uh, rental shit, like you were talking about the power of just being able to go and test drive a lens because you don't you might not know if that's the one for you or a body or whatever it is, and you go and rent it for the day and use it for a shoot something specific. You have all kinds of access to shit like that. Like uh, we talked to homie that founded ShareGrid, all these different ways. Right, and ShareGrid, you can also uh, buy used lenses. You use things yeah, on there too. And and, and you can do um, borrow lenses. All this, There's tons of websites like right. this that are for you to rent gear for jobs, right? But another hack that I like to use is a thing called Amazon. Because you know what? You get that <laughs> motherfucker, you don't like it, they got that return policy you dialed Amazon in. Amazon return it. Send you that bitch it? back. Hey, sorry, it came too late. And you know what? you just got to borrow it for free. Right. And I've done it a few times. And when you're, yeah, you it, should listen to JR's podcast too. Cause he has an awesome story about, he did it with MacBooks. with MacBooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's ways around this shit for you to try things out. You just have to have a nice little credit card. Uh, but that I think summarizes all of this. I want to get to, uh, the, I, or the question iTunes the, review of the day and the question of the day from our Patreon members. Um, what do we do first? A review or the we'll question? Do a question? All right. So what is the question? And uh, if you don't know, you can submit your questions by joining us on Patreon, patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. You can do it in the question of the day uh, thread on our Discord channel. So the question of the day we're going to go with today is from Kaiser. And he says, how many revisions are acceptable before sending another invoice for edits? Fire. Um, I think it all depends per project and what you're doing. But I, So if you don't understand what this means... He's just talking about uh, doing a project. Say you shoot, um, say you shoot a fucking ad, 30 second commercial. 
and your client pays you five grand to shoot, direct, edit, whatever, 5K for it. And if you don't put in there four or five grand, you will get three versions of this edit. So three revisions of what I'm going to send you as an edit. I'll make my version of it first. I send it to you. That's one. You look at it and say, we love this. Could we switch out this shot with this shot? You say, Change of course. the whole song? Yeah, of course. Uh, you send it back. They, you swap the shots. Now the second revision, they see it and they go, we love this. But yes, can uh, the song isn't working for us anymore. Can we switch it out to something a little bit more upbeat? Of course. And then they send it back. And the next thing you know, 60 days later, you've been going back and forth doing revision after revision after revision because you didn't put a clause in there that says, this fee will allow for you to do what you you know, however many revisions I'm going to give you, let's work it out. If you want more, if you think you're going to need a lot, if you say, say you're working with a big, big company and they have tons of people that are going to have to like put their two cents in on this, you should plan for a, a more absurd amount of revisions. And you of course want to give them the time to collect their thoughts and, and, and do all this shit, but you need to do it in a, in a timely manner. Otherwise your project's going to last forever. So I think, I think that it's, you don't just, it's hard to send more invoices, but I think after a while where it be kind of, kind of becomes absurd, you have to start putting your foot down and be like, Hey guys, uh, I'm totally down to keep doing this. I can do about two more revisions, but after that, I'm gonna have to start charging you X amount of dollars for each revision because this is exceeding my limit of what I'm doing. And I need to wrap this project up because it's no longer worth it for you. If you spent 10 days of edit time when you only let them charge you or you charge them for two days of edit time. Right. And we talk about this in the guide too. We do talk about this. In but the I think it's also, it's, it, I think it's valuable if you could like, like you did it one time where you just, if you state that up front, they go into it knowing that they have a limit and there's going to be X amount, uh, for more revisions. So that right. way you're setting that standard at the, at the outset. I think also, um, you know, one thing I've always thought is interesting about this is like, I feel like a lot of people are always in the position of, you want to like, you want to impress this client, especially if it's your first client or your, it's your first time working with them, right? So you want to, you, you, you feel like you want to be more lenient in the sense right. of like trying to over deliver. But the, and then what we talk about is like, the more you, yes, that's important. And we've, we all do it. Like just accommodate, accommodate, accommodate. Cause the, the future business is more important than like the time it's taking right now, most of the time. But also like, especially if it's like a, a rate for this job, like you, if you're allotting for two days of editing, you end up taking, spending like 10, your, your average rate on that day is way lower than you would have ever taken for the job. Right. And that's, you have to protect your time because those days you're spending on the edit, you can make money elsewhere. Right. So, so hopefully uh, that answers your question. Uh, but everything always depends project to project, but yeah, always put your foot down and try to put a quote for X amount of revisions. Cause you're going to hate your life. Um, all right. So review of the day goes to, who's it going to? De uh, Damo. Damo. Oh yeah, here it is. Damo, 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 Damo. He's been fucking super active in the Discord. Appreciate the boy. He made a cool video on his YouTube channel uh, talking about why people should fuck with Black Widow Cream. We appreciate you. Um, so we're definitely gonna send you some stickers. He said, five stars, BWC, Black Widow Cream has been a part of my everyday routine for the for a few months now. If you're a creator of any kind, this is a podcast for you. Tons of jewels being dropped every day from people who work directly in the field, whether pre-production, production, post-production, post -production, Ben, Dave, have what you need. He's so right. If you do photography, this is a great place to stumble upon um, editing tips and tricks. This is the place. Basically, you guys have been working with your favorite artists and collaborating with the most. And if, this guy, this shit goes deep. He goes, I would highly recommend becoming a member of their interactive Discord application where you get to speak with the legendary creators themselves. Man, this guy. 
nothing but positive shit coming out of his mouth all the time. So appreciate that. G, DM me your address so we can send you these stickers. We'll get them out. Um, and if you guys want to be up to uh, collect some of these Black Widow Cream stickers, the OG ones, they're not even in our store anymore. All you got to do is drop a fire ass review on iTunes and leave your uh, Instagram handle in the, the fucking thing, the description. And then, the you know, it's lit. We'll send it out to you. All right, cool. Uh, this Sunday, we have... CJ Wallace episode mm-hmm. dropping publicly. CJ Wallace directed a very bizarre documentary about the Price is Right called uh, The Perfect Bid, and he is also the creative director for Currency. So look forward to that episode, and that's it. Peace out. Yeah, bitch.